Welcome to the Cone Zone. That's Lowell Cone. I'm Grant Cone. Today we're talking two sports in the Cone Zone, a dueling sport day, basketball and football. But of course we're going to go football first because it's a football show. Dad, you look great. How are you? I'm batting a thousand, Iggy. How are you? I'm doing better than Draymond Green. We're going to talk a little bit later about whether or not he's a schmuck, what a schmuck is, and the nature of schmuckiness. Yeah. Schmuckiness. Absolutely. But first, we got to talk about lemonade stands and Brock Purdy. Let's talk with, with Brock Purdy first. He did an interview. I don't know if he meant to say what he said or if he let it slip, but he said for the first time that he's not really sure, honestly, if he's going to play next year. How do you interpret that? Well, first of all, it's a fascinating thing for him to say. He's not sure if he's going to play next season. What we're getting, what we got from Lynch is he'll be ready for the first game. What we got from Shanahan, he'll be ready by the fourth game. And we got from the player is, uh uh-uh, I'm not so sure. So you want to feel that an organization, they're all on the same page. Those are three different pages. So it means there's a lack of mutual understanding at the very least. But there also may be a power play going on. It's this again, I'm an outsider, but I've been through this a lot. It could be that they're saying to him, we want you uh, ready for the beginning of the season. And he says, okay, hold on. I want to talk to my family and my agent. And they may be telling him, what's in it for you to come back so soon if you're not ready? Will it help you? Will it even help the team? Why don't you be... Um, more forthright and say let's put our foot on the brake I'm not ready and whatever the Niners said screw them screw them it's my life my career my uh, elbow what do you think about that Iggy I do I think it's a screw you to the 49ers unless the Niners and him are secretly on the same page and the Niners are just misleading their fans because they don't want people to know that they're going to draft a quarterback in a couple of weeks barring that I do think they're they're on different pages, and Kyle Shanahan always pressures his quarterbacks to come back as quickly as possible. He did it to RG3. He did it a lot to Jimmy Garoppolo. I could see him, him doing it to Brock Purdy, and if Brock Purdy pushes back, then what would Kyle do? He would suddenly say, well, in that case, I like Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's just as good if you, as you, if not better. And all of a sudden, we're hearing all these national reporters out of nowhere have the same bright idea that Sam Darnold might start week one and be really good. So I could see Kyle Shanahan trying to use that against him. But from Brock's perspective... He's shown he can play at a high level in the NFL. Sam Donald hasn't. Uh, Brock has value, and now he has to protect it. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. If there is a schism in the organization between the organization and the quarterback, whose side are you on? Brock's. Me too. Not even close. I'm on his side. Uh, I don't. I don't like the impression that the Niners are pushing him into a situation where he could compromise his career. If that's what they're doing, and it seems that he's implying that, I think it sucks. Yeah. And what's crazy is it's not in his best interest, but it's not in their best interest either. Because if he's as special as they say he is, then he's the future, and you want to preserve the future. You don't want to jeopardize that for for some games in September, October. You don't want to do that at all. And that seems no, like, but it makes me wonder: Do they really think he's special, or does Kyle Shanahan think, "Dude, you're not that you're not that special. The quarterback position isn't that important. I'm what's important, and I can make Sam Donald be the next you. So, why don't you get your ass back here?" Well, if that's really how Shanahan thinks, then he's foolish. Because yeah. here's the thing: he could be jeopardizing a valuable player, 
Also, the people in the locker room see it. They you don't know, give a shit. Like- they, they don't give a shit about us. No. We're not people. We're products. They don't care yeah. about us. Yeah. And don't you think use check notices and CMC notices? They're not they're probably on the player's side, not management side. Well, remember, there's two different class of players on this team. There's a cash system on this team. There are the guys who've gotten their second contracts who make a lot of money and get to go to Cabo with the coach in the offseason. And then there are guys who haven't gotten paid yet and are expected to play through every freaking injury and get on the field as soon as possible because they're essentially replaceable. And that's what Brock Purdy's in. He hasn't reached the Cabo status yet. And so until he does, the attitude is, hey, man, I made you. I can make someone else get your ass on the field. And that's why I think we're hearing all this Sam Darnold baloney. Yeah, it's baloney. Arnold. Yeah, Iggy, what does the Cabo? What is the Cabo level? What do you get? You get to uh, socialize with the coach in Cabo. Yeah, that's it. And I guess if you socialize with the coach and he thinks he's your friend, maybe you get more playing time, more money. I see. You get more money. You get more money. That's what you want. And at Cabo, they're drinking beer. I would think, but I mean, they're athletes, right? So it's probably like light beer, and it's only like two or three because they can't really. Put on poundage. They're all on diets. They probably have to listen to Kyle's jokes and laugh and throw hey, guy? football with them. All that kind of stuff. Okay. Did I lose you? Throw a football. Yeah, pretend. Uh, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he'd ever invite you to Cabo? No, I think we should crash it. Me and you. Let's go next time. Just you know, there's no rule against <laughs> it. Let's probably figure out where they're staying. We'll stay there. We'll just do everything they're doing. Oh, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> So you're saying if Kyle Shanahan rushes Brock Purdy back, it would be kind of a schmucky thing to do. Is that what you're saying? You know, that's going to be the key, you know, the key word. Yeah, the uh, Pee Wee Herman word of the day. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Yes, it would be a schmucky thing to do. And it would be and it would be grossly incompetent. Right. It's in no one's interest. It's not in Brock's interest. It's not in the organization's interest. This is a golden right. opportunity to to get him right and to see what you have in Trey Lance. And then move forward with two good quarterbacks as opposed to none. And to see what you have in Sam Darnold and to see Correct. what you have in the UCLA quarterback if they take if him to. If they too. get him. Sure. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, no, for Brock. Uh, one, uh, one other thing. Yeah. The fact that we're even discussing this shows yet again that the 49ers can manage their roster very well except that quarterback. Yes. It's always a mess. There's always a big question mark over that room of quarterbacks because Kyle, Kyle, who seems to be a rational person, is irrational, loses his nut when it comes to quarterbacks. And he's rash. He makes rash decisions. Like all of a sudden, if Brock Purdy doesn't come back right away from this, that he's going to turn his attention to Sam Darnold like he's already given up on Trey Lance because he got hurt after four starts like you're dead to me I don't want to look at you anymore now it's Brock but if Brock doesn't come back after this injury like miraculously then he's dead to him and it's on to Sam Darnold it's like don't you seem it's almost like like breaking up with girls for the most trivial reasons like in Seinfeld when he used to, when he broke up with the girl because she had man hands like that's Kyle it's man hands like what do you mean that's not a good reason but that's Kyle yeah anyway yeah, yeah. okay yeah okay so that's what Brock Purdy said. Parag Marate said something interesting. He got promoted oh, he... To, to owner of a soccer team because he's just so good at what he does. And he was interviewed 
Uh, and he was, you know, patting himself on the back on the way out of town and was explaining that, um, you know, he's done this before. They, they turned a lemonade stand into a sophisticated business operation once before. He could do it again, meaning that Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, Eddie DeBartolo, and Carmen Policy in Five Rings, we're, we're a mere lemonade stand compared to what the Niners are doing now. What do you think of that? You know, I tell you, I'm feeling pretty good today, but it makes me want to puke. It mm-hmm. makes me want to puke. Uh, look. I know Parag Marate very well. He's uh, can be a very charming guy. He's very bright. I think inside there's a sort of a ruthlessness to him. Mm-hmm. In, 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 uh, the idea that he's running a soccer club, he doesn't probably know jack about soccer. And my guess is, again, I could be wrong. He's going to still be fully involved with the Niners and he'll be a figurehead with the soccer team. Okay, yeah. so let's get that out of the way first. Yeah. Although, if he were to leave Santa Clara, I wouldn't care. wouldn't change my life. Would it change your life? No. To me, he's had way too much power for the last 23 years, and maybe this is fi- finally Kyle Shanahan being like, you know what? We don't need him anymore. Can you go, please, take your talents to England? Please, show him how <laughs> it's done. Go to we're good over here. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the lemonade stand. Yes. By the way, when you put it up and you had that video, that visual of the yeah. of Jed and Paragat, and you were over. I don't know where you got the house Joshua from. But it was, Joshua Knudsen, who watches the show all the time, made that. Shout out to, to Joshua. You, that was great. Thank you, Joshua. It, it yes. killed me. I loved killed it. Killed me. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's g- be clear. He wasn't saying they're a better team. Because uh, that would be insane than the than right. the good teams, but he was saying they have a better business organization because of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother used to say, "Self praise is no recommendation." Lowly, lowly, because I used to brag about shit. Lowly, self praise is no recommendation. He shouldn't be praising himself. Let other that's for other people to do. Now he says what they had was a lemonade stand okay they made a lot of money they won five championships and he's putting business organization over winning championships i don't if i were a fan i wouldn't give a shit if they had a good business operation did you win when was the last time you won a super bowl you don't always say oh you know the niners haven't won anything since 1995 but you know what they have a really good business organization i'm so proud of them do you care that they have a good business organization no absolutely not and also I, first of all i don't care second of all i i disagree with his premise to begin with he's acting like he walked into the arizona cardinals a team with no fan base no brand no history no winning and turned them into the dallas cowboys Nah, man, the the reason people wear Niners jerseys and show up to Niner games on the road is because of all that winning they did when they were lemonade stand, not because of anything you did. You were profiting off a brand that was made in the 80s. It's like when people drive Toyotas. There's brand loyalty there that preceded yeah. him. They, they profit from. That's it. I agree. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if the old guys were lemonade stand, what are these guys? Are they a diner? They're a, they're also a lemonade stand, but it's like way more expensive, and the lemonade isn't as good. That's right. There's still a That's lemonade right. stand. 
Yeah, it was like it used to be the most famous lemonade stand in America. It revolutionized le lemonade stands. It, it won every lemonade stand of the year award for 15 years in a row. Then these guys got it, jacked up the prices, changed the ingredients, and made it crap. And they're still trying to profit off of the name it had 30 years ago. Yeah, these guys, it's like they're using frozen lemonade. Yep. Right? That's what, exactly what it is. That's and exactly charging higher prices. And, yeah, and they're like, well, we're making more profit than they did before. Yeah, because you're ripping off your customers. <laughs> Hey, listen, I got to yes. tell you, I, I knew Bill Walsh pretty well. And if I said, and if, you know, I could contact him and say, you know, Parag just said when you guys ran it, it was a, a, a lemonade stand. Bill Walsh would say, fuck Parag. That's what he would say. Bill Walsh yeah. didn't like people to know he cursed all. He was a football coach. He cursed all the time. He yeah. used the, the F word in just about every other mm -hmm. sentence. Yeah. Where's the fucking quarterback? Where's the fucking coach? Where's the fucking running back? He used to say, I heard him. And he would mm. say, fuck Parag. And one other thing about Parag, and you were a witness to this. After games, we'd go at home. When Iggy and I worked together, we would go from the locker room. We'd walk over to the elevator to go back up to the press box and do our work. Right? I'd write my column. He'd write a gamer and all that. So inevitably Parag was walking toward us. I've known Parag for decades. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he would have a, he'd whip out his cell phone and he'd, Iggy, am I making this up? And he'd put it to his ear to, I think, to simulate talking so he wouldn't have to say hello to me. And it used to make us laugh. Now, if he had any brains, except for, you know, this making a better lemonade stand he would do what a good manager would do not take out a cell phone say hi low hi grant it's nice to see you right. how you doing it doesn't take any effort and it it makes you feel good about him it yeah. makes you feel and it makes good us feel about bad if we if we dump on him but now we could just to go ahead with the green light because he looked at his cell phone the whole time Exactly. So I'm quite happy to to shove it up his tush about the cell uh, about the about the lemonade stand because yeah. of what he did more than once with with the cell phone. Yeah. Scotty's saying it's like Subway charging twelve dollars for a footlong. I could see that, considering those footlongs are barely edible. I think the Niners are better than a Subway sandwich. They did get to the NFC Championship game the last two years, but boy, I don't know. It's like a. It's like it, it, I don't know. Go ahead. I just, Iggy, I just don't like an arrogant prick. Yeah. I just I don't, don't like, like it. an arrogant prick. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. th that to me has been the or the attitude of the Yorks for 20 years, and it's why I really don't like that attitude, and I feel like it's the culture of the team. Like, hey, we don't get enough credit. We don't get enough credit. We're better than the, than the organization we inherited. Like, sure, we haven't won a Super Bowl, but that's fluky. Look at all the great things we've done. Like, the uh, stadium you built isn't even that nice. You're already trying to borrow $120 million from the league to renovate it so you can get another Super Bowl because it's the worst new stadium on the West Coast. And uh, you, you left San Francisco so that the Warriors could slide in and take the spot you should have had. How right. good are you? And you still yeah. have one shit. Now, that, I, I, I want to say in the Niners organization, I'm trying to think of who has the right amount of being um, polite, it, it, political, but polite. Jed on and off, but you know Jed's a bit of a nerd, so he's not really that 
You you think that's giving him too much credit? Nah, it's right on the money. He called him a nerd. It just hurt because I could I could th- I could hear Jed. I could picture Jed hearing you say that and him wincing because it, he is a nerd. Sorry, Jed, you're a nerd. Oh, okay. I want to tell you who's good in that organization. Al Guido. Sure. Everything st- you could, you, he does that. Yes. Yeah, Al cool. Guido. He's he's their um, president. I don't yeah. know what Al Guido does. He's an Italian guy from South Jersey. I went to college not far from South Jersey. He would come out to practice. Even if I wrote the worst things about the Niners, Lowell, it's so great to see you. When have you been back to college? Do you remember this this disc jockey from our area, which was Jerry Blavitt? Do you remember Jerry Blavitt? And Al Guido is, even if he doesn't like you, Right. He doesn't let that get in the way because he's representing the organization. Okay? John Lynch is also that way. Yes, he is. John Lynch yes. is a mensch. John Lynch yeah. is a mensch. He's a good guy. And Kyle and Parag need to go to John Lynch and Al Guido classes. Yeah, because I understand Parag and Kyle think a lot of themselves, and they're very accomplished, and they can be arrogant in private, but publicly you probably shouldn't express that kind of stuff. It just makes you look bad. I think so. I, I do. Yeah. And you and you know what? What I always felt about Parag. Parag, you know, this that cliche he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Is he? I mean, it really is he? If you think that, you're kind of vulnerable. I mean, there are some very smart people, first of all, in the organization. Uh Adam Peters is a very smart guy. John Lynch graduated from Stanford. He's a pretty smart guy. And in in the press room. You're a pretty smart guy. Manny Mayoko is a pretty smart guy. Um, Annie Killian is a pretty smart woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that kind of arrogance makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah, me too. Boy, so I really, I'm, I'm really looking to see how much money Leeds United makes over there because I, I don't know shit about English soccer, but I'm guessing that Leeds United isn't exactly the San Francisco 49ers. I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm guessing they don't have a bunch of championships and he's like trying to profit off of something that's been there a while. Like Manchester United, I've heard of them. There are certain teams I've heard of. This isn't one of them. He's try- So essentially he's got like the Jacksonville Jaguars of, of uh, English Premier League. Okay, buddy, let's see you turn them from a, from a lemonade stand. I think it's fair to call Leeds United a lemonade stand. So let's see what he does. Right, he, he's going to a lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been banished. To yeah. a lemonade stand. Yeah. And yeah. and, and so it, he's the the one who established the terminology. Yeah. Yeah. So if 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 the lemonade stand was the one in the eighties and nineties, what they got now is like a chain lemonade restaurant that is a clip joint and charges too much money. Yeah. Now yeah. again, if if I were Parag and yeah. if if I had if I were Parag, I would have a sense of humor and I would be sophisticated. You know what I would do? I would send lemonade to you and to me. Yeah, it would be, be a ch- it would be a charming thing to do, and it right. would say, "I get the joke. Let's move on." Yep. What do you think the chances are we're going to get lemonade from him? Negative thirty. I would send the lemonade. Of course Best you wishes, Parag. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's two things. It's hey, man, it's not that serious. Let's let's be cool, and also fuck you. It's both of them right. at the same time. Yeah, it is. And it you got to respect it. You got to respect it. Yeah. In fact, I would love it. 
You love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Druber89 says, instead of putting change in a jar, they upgraded to a cash register and a guy flipping a sign on the corner promoting the stand. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what love they it. did. I love exactly the guy in the corner. I love yeah, the guy absolutely. in the corner. Dan uh, says, Grant, next time you talk to Kyle, can you ask him to identify a specific area of improvement as a head coach he's working on? Keep up the great work, QC. My dad and I appreciate you both. Dan, if I asked him that question, do you understand how pissed he would be? I love that when Kyle gets red in the face because you ask him a question he doesn't want to answer. I like that, though. I will ask him that. One area. Okay. I know. Wait, wait. We're going to improve the lemonade. Yeah, the lemonade. Yeah. We got to get better lemons here. Tony says, Jed is a nerd with a T. We want Eddie back. Love the show. He's a nerd with a T. I don't know. But I like that. Okay, we got more to talk about. So the thing that's interesting about the Niners, looked at a certain way, they're a very successful organization. They've been to the NFC Championship game three of the last four years. They've been to two Super Bowls in the last 10 years. They just haven't won that Super Bowl. And the question is, who is a bigger impediment to that ultimate goal? Right now, is it Kyle or is it Jed, in your opinion? Oh, I I feel definite about this, and we may disagree. Kyle, um, you want okay. Kyle. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. L- let me say, I'm not in there, but it, it strikes me that Jed is generous with his team, that he spends money on contracts. And in fact... Uh, he may earlier on when he was a young guy been intrusive. I don't I think he's intrusive with Santa Clara politics and maybe not for the good. But in terms of the team, I think he's a good owner and leaves them alone. I think the screw ups on the 49ers are a bullseye on uh, Kyle's chest and starting with quarterbacks. You can't say it enough how screwed up he is, how they would have won Super Bowls if he already, more than one, if he knew how to do a um, quarterback. Well, what do you think between Jed and Kyle? You're making a really good case. I, I would. I can't disagree with anything you said, but let me just say the things, how Jed contributes here. I feel like Kyle has higher standards than Jed. I think Kyle wants to be, Kyle is not, doesn't want. He needs to be a champion, and I think it kills him that he's flopped in so many times. I don't think Jed has that kind of uh, drive. I think he just wants to control the narrative, have people give him credit, be in the mix, and make money. I mean, he's he, he, the whole lemonade stand thing, I bet he believes, feels the same way as Parag. I just think he's a little bit more complacent and insecure, whereas Kyle Shanahan, I don't think he cares what anyone says about him. He thinks he's doing it the right way. But I'm with you. I mean, the whole quarterback thing is his problem. The, fa- the, 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 the deal is, if Jed became like Eddie and fired Kyle like he should, like you said he should, he's still Jed, though. And then he has to hire the next guy, and he's not going to do a good job with that. I agree with you. I, yeah. I agree that uh, the problem I, – I would have fired Kyle, but the problem is Jed, he may, Jed makes the hires, and yeah. so um, he's his own worst enemy. But yeah. I want to re- rephrase it. Aside from that issue, currently, today – Jed is a better owner than Kyle is a coach. It's interesting. Kyle's issue with the quarterback is such a deal breaker. I don't see how you can get around that. But then at the same time, I feel like Kyle has such higher standards for uh, and goals than Jed, which is interesting. I feel like Jed is insecure and is just happy to be praised. And right now, like there's there's no push from him 
to get over the hump. He's cool right now where they're at, and that's a big problem. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would like to push back a little on that Kyle has high standard and goals. I agree he does, but he doesn't know how to reach them, and I don't think that's he ever true. will. That's true. So who cares about his standards and goals? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I, I got standards, yeah. too. I'd like to be seven <laughs> feet tall. I'm five, seven and a half. You know what I mean? I got standards. Yeah, don't take away that half inch. It's an important half inch. I'm six it, foot it means- one half inch, which is a mouthful, so I just say six one, and I, I think you should be able to say five eight. Really? Uh, up yes. to five eight? Because that's a lie. Five eight's a lie. I learned in math that you round up. <laughs> so and I, you want to know something, Iggy? I want to tell you something. Yeah. As you get older, I think your spine you settles a little. Yeah, mm. shrunk. So I may not mm. even be five seven anymore. I, I, I'm a Vance. I'm a little a Vance is a. Uh, What's a Vance? I know what a Vance is, but you have to exp- you have to define every Yiddish word you use today because that's the theme of the show. We're going Yiddish. I, I think a Vance is a, a, bed, a bed bug. bug. A, bed, a bug. bed bug. I'm a little Vance. That's what my mother used to say. Say you little Vance when <laughs> I pissed her off. A bed bug. He used to call Barry Bonds Barry Vance, which no one Barry Vance yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Ramelia Sports Report says at owners' meetings, Rams owner Stan Kroenke and Jerry Jones sit main table and make the Yorks sit in the back with the Spanoses. LOL. Yeah, I just feel like Jed York is a children's table kind of guy. If he were, you know, if all the owners in the NFL were sitting, he would have to be at the children's table. Jed, no matter how much money he's willing to spend, he can't pay his way to the grown-up table. He can't. You know why? Could we do Cuz his, his why? Cuz his his uh, suit doesn't quite fit him and he's got a little bit of ketchup on his tie. Okay. L- let's talk about the children's table and the uh adult table just for a moment. Let's say it's Thanksgiving. Okay. Um is Kyle at the adult table? No. no. Jed is not at the adult Parag. No. No, he's John, he's in England. <laughs> John Lynch. Yes. Absolutely. He's, He's a Hall of Famer. He's at the adult yes. table. Yes. Um, and then probably we would, okay, is Jimmy Garoppolo at the uh, adult table? No, he's in Vegas. <laughs> no, absolutely he's, not. He's with the Davis family in Vegas. Yeah, he's right? with the Davises doing whatever. He's What, what would they be doing? They'd be at P.F. Chang's in, in, uh, yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, P.F. Chang's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do the Niners currently have any quarterback at the adult table? No, absolutely not. No. They got, their quarterbacks are learning how to eat with their hands right now at this point. <laughs> They're learning what a f- fork is for. They're learning what a fork is, yes. Yeah. Is McCaffrey at the adult table? <sighs> yeah, I would have to say yeah. so. He's only been, he's only been in, the, in the house for like 10 minutes, but yeah, I'd have to say so. Yeah. How about yeah. Fred Warner? Yes. I yeah. think he, he if, if that team... He may sit He's at the f- head at the head of the f- I would agree. Uh, adult. He sits right? at one end and Kittle sits at the other end, right? You got the I don't want the No, I don't want Kittle at No, 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 no. Kittle, I'm not sure I even want him at the adult table. I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't, I don't I don't I don't like his attitude. He talks too much. No. To, to sit at the at the adult a, table. A, he talks too much and it's yeah. all about him. True. So no, no. He gets True. to sit in the mid- if we let him in. He sits True. at the at the middle of the table. No, yeah. I would Trent say Williams. Trent Williams at the at the adult. Oh, table. At, at yeah. Trent Williams at the other end. Uh, yeah, he he has at go. one end. Yeah, yeah Trent there Williams. Go. There you go. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's about it, though. They got it. They got to win. They need some hardware to get to the 
to the because I mean, there's some serious heavy hitters at the adult table for the for the yeah. San Francisco 49ers. I mean, again, this is not the Detroit Lions or the Arizona Cardinals. We're not talking about the Arizona freaking Cardinals over here. <laughs> All right, should we talk a little Warriors? Okay. Uh, now I want to just preface this by saying. I noticed that when we talk about Warriors, we don't have as many viewers as Niners because you guys are Niners football fans. I understand that. But it's kind of exciting that the Warriors are in the playoffs. And things happened last night that were very interesting. So It's also kind of exciting that the Kings are in the playoffs. It's been since I was in middle school. And they're a very fun team to watch, this team, with Mike Brown coaching them. You know, Iggy, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I don't root— so I, I would have to say I really enjoyed the Kings last night. I don't know Mike Brown, but I know people who know him, and he has a wonderful reputation. And, yeah. boy, did he have his team ready in Sacramento. So oh, yeah. what do we, um, we want to say? Uh, well, let's start off with, I mean, the Kings are up 2 nothing. The Warriors now have to win four of the next five to advance. Are they screwed, or is this series far from over? Far from over. Yeah, far from over. Um, yeah. Let me give a few a few reasons. The, the Warriors have some issues. They have a, a crummy bench, and that, and Sacramento has a much more explosive bench, yes. and that's a big deal. Having said that, this is championship outfit. These are people who. Then the not the Niners, the Warriors mm-hmm. didn't go home last night and say, "Oh, we're screwed. I, my feelings are hurt." None of that. Their attitude is, "We're going to come here and kick your ass." That's they believe me. Uh, Kerr is feeling that. They're all Curry is feeling that, mm-hmm. and I think it may be a different story in San Francisco. Uh, plus, I do think with their limited number of really good players their good players are great yeah so uh what i feel is this is a series that could go six or seven games and they could win the series i'm not writing them off at all you feel that way as well i feel that way i was looking at it they're it's they're they're having a strange season it started with draymond punching jordan pool so i don't know how like tight and cohesive this particular warriors team is but at home they're 33 and 8 that's really freaking good. 33 and 8 yeah. on the road, dad. They're like 11 and 30, which is hard to fathom. They could be that bipolar given where they are. But at home, I mean, they're not I, I think they're going to take these two games and it'll be a three-game series where they just have to win one of the games on the road. Doesn't mean they will cuz again, the Kings are really good. They're uh playing better defense than the Warriors. I mean, they're just outplaying the Warriors. They're younger, they're running fast. I mean, they're kicking their ass, but it's close. Yeah. Fun series. Um, the, the Kings are younger and faster. And you could see them wearing the Warriors down as the game goes on. But I want to point out, at the beginning of the game last night, I was counting Warriors turnovers. In the first quarter, Iggy, they had six <laughs> turnovers. Yeah. But, I mean, I was counted at six. Must have been yeah. in the first three minutes. And yeah. it's like, this they're not playing a, like a championship club. What's going on there? Yeah. Um that 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 was very bad. Yeah, they're going to have to play a whole lot better to beat this Kings team and it felt like in the first game they were real casual uh Curry only played 37 minutes and they took him out for the last ten, the last 3 minutes of the third quarter and gave up like 11 nothing run and lost. And so after the game Curry was really uh um defensive about it and said, you know, the answer is not playing Stephen Curry 40 minutes a game. 
He played 41 minutes in this game. So all of a sudden, they're desperate and they're scrambling. And it seemed like they were thinking, well, we got a long playoff run ahead of us. Let's pace ourselves. No, you could get eliminated by the freaking Sacramento Kings right now. You better play. Like, this is game seven for them, game three. They have to win game three. Have to. It's, it's amazing. If they go, Iggy, if they go down 3 nothing again, they could w- well, they yeah. could win, but it would be historic, Ooh. epic, yeah. and those things rarely happen. Yeah. I don't like to rule out teams, and I'll tell sure. you why. When I was younger, I-, I was too quick on the trigger, and I looked like a schmuck. We're going to come back to that, uh, schmuck, uh, uh, enough times to realize it's prudent to say this team's in trouble, not to say they're out. Yeah, I do not think they're out at all. Um but let's talk about how the game ended last night. It was oh. fascinating. The Warriors were down eight going into the fourth quarter. They cut the lead to four. They get the ball. They have the ball down four. And then Draymond Green and Sabonis get tied up. And Draymond Green stomps on his chest, starts yelling at the crowd, just totally loses it. Draymond Green, four-time champion, um, potential future Hall of Famer, loses it, gets ejected. And that's the game right there. Um, yeah. What did so, you think of that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. I have so much to say about it. Because real, real, real quick, real, real quick. That it was either going to be down four with the ball, and then it t- changed to down five with the Kings had the ball, and Draymond's out. I mean, that's huge. So go ahead. They. So he got ejected, and I think correctly so. He got ejected with seven minutes ago, the seven crucial minutes of the game, and Maybe they wouldn't have won, but they would have had a much better shot if he were there. So I'm saying he contributed big time to the loss. Um, He should wear a letter on his forehead, L, for loss and loser. So let's look at what happened. Um, They went down, he and this Sabonis. Sabonis did a shitty thing. He, Mm -hmm. As Draymond tried to get up, he grabbed his legs. That was punk. That was a punk thing to do. And Draymond had every right to be angry, but he had no right to take the game into his own hands. Um, I used to be in a lot of team meetings with Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh was a boxing fan like me. He understood a punch to the face, Mm -hmm. and he wanted his offensive linemen to attack. But I heard him say a hundred times, if someone hits you, walk away. It's not a matter of your pride and your honor and you winning a fight. We don't want you to hurt our team. If you get into a fight, you're going to have to deal with me. I don't care what happened. Walk away. Mm-hmm. So that to me is axiomatic. It's the bottom line. So a schmuck, and, uh, and a schmuck in, in Yiddish means a dick. It comes from German jewels. In Yiddish, it means family jewels, testicles, penis, that kind of thing. Yeah. Schmuckler. Yeah. Schmuckler is, 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 a, is a, jeweler. Uh, a jeweler. So yeah. um, when I was growing up, there was a lot of Yiddish slang in my Jewish neighborhood. You called a guy a, a, a schmuck. It was like calling him a dick. It, it, it was a bad thing uh, to call someone. I'm saying he acted like a schmuck. The guy pulled legs. They called Bowel on Sabonis. That's all he needed. What he needed to do was listen to Bill Walsh and walk away. What he did, he made it worse. 
instead of him being the victim, he stomped on Sabonis' chest. That was a very aggressive thing to do. It looked like a move in, in professional wrestling. And he really did it hard. It was inten- intentional. So the, the officials, I think correctly, uh, called a, a technical two on him and ejected him. And what was the upshot? He, first of all, he got thrown out and helped lose the game. So he didn't pay attention to Bill Walsh's axiom. He was so unnerved, he starts yelling at the crowd. Iggy, he looked like a fool. He did. He looked like a fool. And if I were Kerr, I would take him aside and say, don't ever do that shit again. You hurt our team. Now we're down 2 nothing. There was no excuse for it. They called the technical on this guy. Walk away. And if you have to do deal with him, deal with him after the season's over. That's how I feel about I, him. I hear you, Dad. I hear you. And I agree with everything you said. He acted like a total schmuck. Now let's talk about Sabonis. If Green okay. acted like a schmuck, how did Sabonis act? A you schmuck. called him a punk. No, you called him. They're different. You called him a punk. Okay. Yes. I called him a weasel. I would call him a weasel. Draymond, I like weasel. Draymond did it in front of everyone. He didn't try to be sneaky about it. He stomped on his chest. He was angry. He was stupid. And then he was yelling to the crowd. It was stupid. A schmuck is his own worst enemy. A schmuck gets himself in trouble. A schmuck is the guy who hits second right in front of the ref and gets in trouble. A weasel. And everyone can sympathize with a schmuck because everyone has schmucky moments. Everyone has moments right. where you don't have the poise you should have. A weasel's different. Weasel's an instigator. Weasel tries to act like he's innocent. Weasel tries to act like he didn't do anything wrong. And the way I saw Sabonis in that, it started early. He got boxed out by Clay on a critical possession. The Warriors are about to get the ball down four. He gets boxed out by Clay. He grabs Clay by the back and tries to throw him down, like to, to draw a foul. That's dangerous. Falls to the ground without getting pushed, rolls into Draymond's knees. That's dangerous and intentional, but sneaky and weaselly. Then he grabs Draymond's uh, leg as Draymond tries to run up the court for the fast break. Also dangerous and sneaky and weaselly. So I agree with you that Draymond acted like a schmuck and he cost his team. But the other one was a weasel. And I think the refs essentially sided with the weasel over the schmuck. What I would have done was say, look, flagrant one, flagrant one. You both are in trouble, but neither one's ejected. Let's play on because neither one's injured. It's a bunch of stupid bullshit. Act like grownups and move on. It's the playoffs or kick them both out. But to side with one over the other felt... Wrong to me. Okay, Iggy, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, now that you phrase it, schmuck versus weasel, I'm I like a schmuck better than a weasel. Now, me too. I, Who can respect the weasel? In terms of real weasels in the animal kingdom, I've never met a weasel, but weasels have very bad pub. They have very yeah. bad publicity. Not good. I don't. Not good. So not good. I don't know what weasels do that people don't like them, but but it's bad to They're be sneaky. a weasel. They're, they're sneaky. sneaky. They pretend like they're innocent and they're cuddly, but really, no, they're coming. They're going to steal your stuff. They're, you can't trust them. And the thing is, look, you could say Draymond's a, a schmuck, and he is, and a schmuck is a loser. Draymond's a four-time champion. Demo- Sabonis has never won a playoff series. So right now, he's a weasel who pissed off a, a schmuck who's a champion, and now they got they got more games to go. So we'll see what happens. This is They're going to meet at the crossroads in two days, and I can't wait. Three days. Iggy, I... um. Love what you said. I would have given them both a flagrant two and kicked them both out for the game. Fair. Fair. That's and say, what look, I, that's this, what is, I, this is this is game two. We're not going to have this shit in this series. I'm taking over right it. now. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But to I, leave I'm one guy you. in, I don't like that shit. 
Okay, I'm. I'm. Yeah. You know, we've reached an agreement here. I want to say one other one other thing about Sabonis that I don't like about him. What? How many times a game is he writhing on the court in agony? What a drama queen! Oh God, he looked like like he. I thought he broke multiple ribs. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, he, he, he's, he's in death throes. And then 10 seconds later, he's up and playing. Where did he, what did he go to drama school? <laughs> he, he, that's part of being a weasel. <laughs> did you see, like a minute before that happened, he ran into Draymond, fell down. They called a foul on Draymond, and the Warriors had to challenge the play, and they overturned it. Like, come on, Sabonis, that's weasel behavior. And he looks no, like a weasel. A, he, he has weasel face. Oh boy, he's, we're going full weasel on Sabonis. He's got beady eyes. He's tall. He's a big weasel. He might be a kangaroo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kangaroos are nice. They're not. No, he's they a, are, hey, you catch the wrong kangaroo in the outback, they will mess you up. <laughs> Neil but says, he's a weasel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's definite weasel. MJ, better than Kobe, better than LeBron James. Giannis will be three when he retires, says Neil. Okay. I gotta love. I gotta love the the, the pecking order. It's always being d- debated. Ominous twenty four says, after a few years of this, I can finally summarize this in one sentence. Kyle makes it hard to be a fan of this team. Interesting. I think Kyle makes a, a really intriguing team that's very profitable to discuss. I appreciate Kyle for that. The team is very interesting. Okay. I have a serious question for you, sir. Is Kyle a schmuck? Oh. Yes. I have an answer. I have an answer. Yes. I'd say no. No. no? Why? No. Um, I, it's it, He's borderline. Because he's the he, one that beats himself at the end. He's the yeah, one. Yeah, that's interesting. He gets in his own way like Draymond. Like Draymond again. You fell for it again. You knew he was baiting you, dude. I mean, it's like that's the thing with Draymond. Like everyone knows who you are. You have a reputation. Mike Brown told like, – Used to coach you. Now they're, co- you know, it's coming. Larry Larry Kruger on my show yesterday said the Warriors are going to lose. Draymond's going to get kicked out of the game. He freaking said it. Everyone saw it coming, and he fell for it again. That's Kyle. Like, dude, you did it again. I don't know. You got you got your okay. fourth quarterback hurt. Okay, I'm I'm willing to go with that. I want to come back to basketball for a moment. Do sure. you think Mike Mike Brown has maybe said to his players, "Let's try to get Draymond injected." Of Let's piss him off. Of course. I would if I were him. I'd, I'd say there's no question about it. That this and, guy is a, a loose cannon. He's going to screw himself and the team. Yeah. And that's fine, but you're throwing yourself into his legs and grabbing his legs. is That's a little bit more. Uh, to me, it's like, that's what trash talk is for. That's what you, you talk about each other's parents and siblings and stuff like that. And <laughs> I don't know. Um, Gammon Brown says, mental warfare in the 90s. It was the Jordan rules. 2000s, hack a shack. This series trolling green it happened game one game two it will happen in game three and green hasn't even figured it out yet game within the game we we were just discussing it totally agree and i think it's a one of many ways that mike brown is doing a great job in this series okay i want to say one other thing yes we know two things this season about draymond green he sucker punched jordan Poole, and the way the warriors responded was uh, not so much anger, but where did the video come from? That's what they were right. concerned about. And then <laughs> like they didn't leak it. And yeah. then he stomped on some guy's chest. I wonder if he has anger management problems. I would think he does. But again, the thing that's great about Draymond is he's a winner. So he's an enigma. Yep. He's not he's not like a freaking loser that needs to retire. 
he is an enigma, and he could win the game or lose the game for you on any given night. Larry okay. called it though. Neil says, "Oh, and how would you feel about Embiid going to Golden State?" Well, it'd be great. He's the great. He's the greatest center in the in the league. Noop says, "Commander sold for six billion. Time to sell to win twenty three Super Bowl. Make Denise York executive chair. Our Georgia frontier. Hire an OC and strip Kyle of play calling." Says a noop. They could. It's true. The Yorks could sell right now and get like ten billion dollars, probably. I don't think they're going to sell. No. Little Lord Stewie says Debo gets his leg twisted by the Seahawks and Green gets his leg locked by the Kings. Bobo0383 says for all his antics, but Green needs to play better too. He was reckless all game. After he got ejected, the Warriors actually tied the game late. Good point. Good point. All right. All right. Final thing that's interesting. Steve Kerr against his former underling, Mike No, 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 no. You're going too fast. Where is Draymond Green a Hall of Fame basketball player? Oh, we were going to talk okay. about that. Yeah. And I think we disagree. I want to yeah. say on the Warriors, there are three players currently who are in Hall of Fame conversation. Curry is, God knows, he defines the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He, You could make a case that he's the greatest point guard who ever lived. Of course, you would talk about magic and you would talk about oscar robertson but he is certainly in that conversation and his three-point shooting has changed the game mm-hmm. so he's a, a not no question hall of famer i would say clay thompson is borderline and here's the way i define it if he never played would the game be different if curry never played basketball wouldn't be the same if Jordan never played, basketball would never be the same. They're Hall of Famers because they had such a defining impact on Bill Russell, Chamberlain, Jerry West. Um, I'm not sure about um, Clay Thompson. He's a very good player, and boy, do I want him on my team. I'm not sure he's a Hall of Famer, but if he were to be elected one, I wouldn't have any objection. I don't think that Draymond Green is a Hall of Famer. Um, it, I don't vote. I vote for baseball. I don't vote for basketball. I would not vote for him. Would you vote for him? I would. I would. Why? But do you want to make the case against it? Go me to go. I can go first. To me, go first. Um, this is a dynasty. This is not a team that won one or two titles. They won four titles. And to properly um, honor them in the Hall of Fame, it's not Curry. It's not one guy. It's not two guys. It was a trio. They were together the entire way. Curry and, and Thompson played together three or four years, didn't win shit. Draymond came in and became a starter. They won immediately. I mean, this is a guy who was on a team that won the most games in regular season history, four titles, defensive player of the year, four all-stars. I mean, he's Dennis Rodman with point guard skills. He was the guy who led this team in assists on multiple championships. Um, I understand that he only scored eight points a game. Rodman scored seven. And if Robin's in the Hall of Fame, I think Draymond is too. But I think it's probably going to be borderline, and a lot of people might disagree with me. Uh, one thing about him and Rodman, uh, in his career, Draymond Green has scored eight points a game, which ain't no big deal, and Rodman's seven. But Rodman averaged 13 rebounds a game in his career, and Draymond, I think, is seven. You could check it. I think it's seven rebounds a game. That's a big difference. It is a big difference. Draymond Green's a much better offensive player. I mean, he doesn't score, but he's the point guard of the team. And, I mean, I've, I've ne- he's the most unique player I've ever seen. 
Steph, Steph as well. But if you put Draymond Green, if you gave him to Nelly, that was the player Nelly was always missing. I mean, Nelly had offense. He had great shooters, great passers. He never had a guy who could play that small ball center and actually defend. That's Draymond. And so I, I think if you put him on run TMC in the late 80s and early 90s, that team might win a championship. Yeah, I think he's an, uh, an indispensable member of a championship team. So now we're splitting hairs. I don't think he's an all-star, but I think you need him. So yeah. that's how I- What's interesting is I, I actually think if you were to rank the players in this dynasty, I would put Draymond ahead of Clay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I could see it, and I appreciate it, but don't call him Nelly. He's Don Nelson. We're, we're not. Me. We're not his friends. Excuse me. Don Nelson, official BNA Music 88, says Kyle embodies my only com- competition is me and then beats himself like he beats the Rams. New segment, says Andrew Vide. New segment on Cone's own schmucks versus weasels. I think <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> okay, see, I, I had to be strategic. I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I was defending Draymond because you can't really defend what he did. You had to go after no. Sabonis. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Is Paraga is Paraga schmuck? Weasel. Weasel. Oh, Weasel. Weasel. Oh, you're Weasel. so much smarter than Weasel. Weasel. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. So, the last thing with this, you know, we actually Weasel. people we're actually getting more people watching the show now that we're going. People want to hear about this series. It's an interesting series. Thanks for stay, sticking around. Steve Kerr versus Mike Brown. This is very interesting. Going into the series, it was like Oh, Steve Kerr versus the guy who used to coach underneath him? Advantage Warriors. So far, advantage Sacramento in a big freaking way. Um, You saw last night, 20 turnovers, a lot early. It looks like the Warriors have this offense with all this motion and passing and all this stuff, and Mike Brown was on the team and knows the plays, and he's kind of told his team, like, hey, these are the passes, and this is how you overplay everything. And Steve Kerr's like, shit, what do we do now? I think it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I agree with you. It seems for two games. Now, remember, Kerr's won four championships. He's yes. a really good coach. Yes. But it seems for these two games, he's outcoached Kerr. He's outthought yes. him. But Kerr's really bright. He, yes. he may come back in game three and outcoach Mike Brown. But I got to tell you, Mike Brown um, is so impressive. Yes. And, you know... They both are really, really good coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just was interesting with the Kings. I, I didn't watch them that much in the regular season. I'm getting to know them, and they're supposed to be like a historically great offensive team. But they're supposed to not be good on defense. They won this game last night with defense. And that, to me, it's not because they have great defensive players on their team. Mike Brown had an amazing defensive game plan. He knows Steve Kerr's system, and he knows Draymond Green, and he's working on both those things. And now Steve Kerr's going to have to dig deep, and Draymond's going to have to dig deep because they're already in must-win mode right now. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is Mike Brown used to be Kerr's underling. Yeah. Underling is the key word. Can we tell the underling story? I lo- we might have told it before, but tell it again. I love this story. Okay. I had written something. What was the name of the coach that went over? He went over to Sacramento. What was his name? Malone? Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Mike Malone. So yeah. I, had, I had written something in praise of him. 
And I, I've compared him to Mark Jackson when he was coach of the uh, Warriors. So it was draft night, and uh, Jackson was hanging around, and you and I went to say, hi, hi, Mark. He was pissed. And he said, I don't see how you could write that about Malone. And he said, he was my underling. And I thought, what a schmuck. What, what a, a schmucky schmuck. thing to say. What a, what a schmuck. Yeah. Yeah, to, to put down to put down the other coach uh yeah. to a journalist. He was my underling and it was an insecure thing to say, Iggy, don't you right. think? Arrogant, right. insecure. So we would agree in that case he wasn't a weasel, he was a schmuck. Total schmuck. Absolute schmuck move, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I think I'd be a pretty good defense attorney. I'd be like, Your Honor, my client is not a schmuck. My client is a weasel. And there's a difference. <laughs> I think we could say with the f- with confidence, neither Kerr nor Mike Brown is, is a weasel or a schmuck. They're both no. s- straight-ahead good guys. And I think it's also- excellent coaches. I think you can also say that Kerr has no freaking control over Draymond Green. And Draymond Green has no freaking control over Draymond Green, and Mike Brown knows it. So the Warriors going to have to figure that one out. Right. It's called the schmuck rule. It's the schmuck and rule. It's the schmuck rule, and yeah. Mike Brown is taking advantage of the schmuck rule. And, and that's the thing about a schmuck. You can like a schmuck, you can feel for a schmuck, but you know they're going to get taken advantage of for their inherent schmucky nature. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, this and is you know who new- you know who takes advantage. You know who it takes advantage of a schmuck? A weasel. <laughs> well, they're, not they're Mike Brown. They're joined. No, they're joined. No, no. Sabonis is the weasel, but Mike right. Brown isn't a weasel. Yeah. No, Sabonis and, and, and Draymond, the weasel and the schmuck. Right. They're, they're, they're it, you know, it, it's it's a combination as old as time. They're drawn to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says Draymond got out Draymond and lost it. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. And it's going to keep happening until he doesn't lose it. When he was yelling at the crowd, that was that. It's like, dude, you probably should stop. You look like you're losing <laughs> yeah. your mind right now. I thought so. It's like you should take stop. a take a deep breath, take some cleansing yeah, breaths. Yeah, <laughs> just rub your ears a little bit, Dad. This was a hell of a show. I I love it. Thank you, and and I love you. This was a good one. I love you, and I have a couple of things to say in ret- in in closing. You sure. are neither a weasel nor a schmuck. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Because look, I love you. we all have our schmucky moments, but you just can't you can't abide a weasel. You can't be friends no, you, with a weasel. And by the way, I know weasels in the journalism profession, and you know who I mean. You know the weasels. Oh yeah, those are the words. Yeah, you got, yeah you, really, you need to, one of the most skill, important skills in life: weasel recognition, weasel radar. <laughs> because they pretend they're not weasels. Schmucks let you know within five freaking minutes they're a schmuck, which is right. why they're a schmuck. Yeah. But part of being a weasel is to pretend you're you not a weasel. It. You can hide it. You're the yeah. good guy. Yeah. Rodman, yeah. five rings, goat, rebounder, and defensive pest. Okay. Dad, I'll call you right now. Thanks for okay. watching, everyone. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye.